So as we continue the series on Holy Spirit living, and I know I was caught like a deer in the headlights there for a little bit, like what do I do? I'm not really sure what happened. But um, as we talk about the teacher aspect, one of the things I think about is, uh, as I think about teachers, I think about the teachers I had in school. Some were not so great, and then there were ones that really stuck out in my mind as they were really special, they were really important to me. And they really impacted my life in a lot of positive ways. Uh, one, one teacher um, I think about in college, Mrs. Baker, who taught uh, a marketing class. Man, I love that class so much. She gave us an opportunity to do our own project. We created a product, and then we got to talk about the product. We got to create commercials for the product. We got to do all those things that was just really fun and fascinating. And she made the class just really fun to be a part of. And I know also there's certain subjects like statistics or things like that that are probably really hard, but I also really enjoyed teachers that, like in accounting, that really made it, tried to make it fun. Even though it was tedious work, a lot of times I really enjoyed that experience. And then there's, you know, teachers uh, like I had in high school, Mr. Dennis, and I also think about Mr. Barrett uh, that just had a, a real caring heart for people, helped them through the difficult times and things like that. But I also want us to think today about the Holy Spirit being our teacher because he really is a teacher for us. He's not just our advocate or representation for us, but he does want us to learn. He wants us to, to learn lessons in life. He wants us to learn what God, who God is and he wants to strengthen us in that relationship. So God really wants to teach us and through his Holy Spirit, he does. And so the first scripture I want to look at is Luke chapter 12. When you, are brought our, when you are brought before the synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you, and at the time, you, what you should say. So even in certain situations where we're maybe scared or afraid or times we may have to stand up in front of people and speak for Jesus, what it tells us here is that the Holy Spirit will teach us what to say when we need to say it. So in other words, I don't have to be so afraid of going before people and representing Christ that it's not just me speaking, it's God's power displayed in the Holy Spirit, the personhood of the Holy Spirit speaking through me. And so his power is able to go inside of me and come out of me uh, and speak on my behalf and speak for God on his behalf. And we see that played out through scripture. I know in my personal life that the Holy Spirit has taught me so many things. And it makes me think about, a lot of you know I love leadership stuff, and it makes me think about leadership in the sense of Ken Blanchard talks about the situational leadership. And one of the things he talks about is, is these four different areas of leadership and, and how being a leader or a teacher that we need to think about not just this blanket thing. Um, not to pick on our school system today, but one of the things I think about is like uh, uh, clever. You know, that, that system, yeah, it's great, and it's digital, and it's, it's, it's on the online, and the kids can interact with it, but it doesn't still replace a teacher. A teacher needs to come alongside that student because that, that student is going to be in a certain situation where they not quite understand the concept that, that's trying to be displayed. And a teacher can modify their skills or their abilities to minister to that one child, that one child that's having difficulty and understand where that child is. 
And so in situational leadership, it talks about that directing, uh, coaching, and supportive, and delegating. So you go through those stages, and what you do is it's situational. So there's times where maybe a student is having a problem in one area, and a teacher would actually tell them, okay, this is what you need to do. But maybe they're getting it and maybe not quite understanding, but you don't just go back and direct them and give them all the rules or all the, the scenarios or all the formula again. What you need to do is coach them up because they've lost confidence or they need support, they need encouragement. And so there's different stages in leadership. And I think about how the Holy Spirit, if I look at these words, how the Holy Spirit works in my life, and works in your life, there's different times where the Holy Spirit will come in and help you and encourage you at times or give you support or sometimes give you a directive that you need. And the Holy Spirit works in that way that it looks at your situation or where you're at at that moment and helps you what you need to know or what you need to be going through during that time. And it's just amazing how the Holy Spirit can, can look at us individually in other words, the whole, God doesn't just lay out a blanket statement and say, here's how I want you to serve me. I give you my rules, I give you my law, I give you my son. But no, he didn't just leave us like that. He didn't leave us as orphans as we talked about last week. He, he gave us the Holy Spirit to be with us. And I think about the Holy Spirit being situational. That when there's times of difficulty in my life that I can call upon God's Spirit and he gives me the strength to go on. When I call upon God, he sends his spirit to give me the words to say so that I can speak for him boldly and profess him as Lord. When I look at God's word, when I study his Bible and look at the words of God, he speaks to me. A lot of times I think we, we kind of do our devotions and we're like, oh, I just had this awesome thought. And we think that sometimes it was us that was speaking to us or we were speaking to ourselves in some way. And sometimes we don't give the Holy Spirit enough credit because it's the Holy Spirit that's revealing things to us. He is teaching us, when we study God's word, it isn't us just coming up with that thought. God's spirit is speaking to us and teaching us God's word and helping us to know that, helping us to understand it. And so the thing I wanna get across in this moment is that the Holy Spirit is situational. He works where you need it the most. He wants to help you. We are on a journey. And this teacher that we have in our hearts and our lives that's with us forever is wanting to teach us every day something new. God is wanting to speak to us through his spirit. And when we have this spirit, we need to trust it. Allow him to speak to us. Allow him to reach our hearts and our minds and teach us the things in our life to help us grow. So in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, and John kind of talks about the Holy Spirit being an anointing. And this is where a lot of times we hear this word anointing come from and maybe what we hear. In verse 26, it says this, I am writing these things to you about those who you are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you but as his anointing teaches you about all things, as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. So we have this anointing that is in us, that remains in us, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, to help us. The Holy Spirit spurs us on. 
The Holy Spirit encourages us to continue to learn, to continue to grow. He, he wants us to grow in our faith and our relationship with God. And so we're not doing this on our own. Think about it as a, an apprenticeship that you have this, this wise person in the Godhood of the Holy Spirit wanting to teach you and help you grow in your faith. It's not a faith where we walk by ourselves or we walk in just groups. In other words, I have the Holy Spirit with me, so I have this constant relationship that is going on with God that I can speak to God through the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and teaches me, guides me, directs me, leads me. And as long the way, as I look back at my life, and maybe you can relate to this, as I look back on my life and where God has brought me from, Remember, I was a person that was scared to speak in front of people, and now God has brought me to this place where I'm speaking to you today. Why? Well, the reason why is because God's done something in my life, and his Holy Spirit has taught me, helped me grow, encouraged me, the anointing that he has given me in my life that I've never been alone. You're never alone. Now, Satan wants to, again, accuse you like we talked about last week, the, the accuser, but yet we have this advocate. And we go back to that scripture. But let's look at the first thing I want to look at is it reminds us. The Holy Spirit reminds us. And I think about this. I, I, I can't remember the exact way it goes, but I know that the school system is kind of structured to teach a lot of new ideas one year, and the next year is supposed to be a lot of reminding, a lot of just kind of going through those same things. I mean, they were going to do some new ideas, but a lot of it's building off of what they just taught you the year before, like in math or English. It's trying to get you to where you're comfortable with it and then slowly add new items. And then the next year, it's like all new stuff, and then they try to recap and go through some of those same concepts. In the same way, the Holy Spirit reminds us to strengthen us, to encourage us, to help us grow in, in faith with Christ. In other words, there's many times that God continues to speak a same passage in my heart, and it's like I already know that one. But it's almost like a life verse that God wants to teach me to say, Eric, this is what you need to do. I built you for this. One of my favorite passages is Galatians 6, 9. I can do all things, oh, sorry. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But that's, you know, that, that is a powerful verse there. But Galatians 6, 9, do not become weary in doing good because at the proper time you receive a harvest if you do not give up. The thing of it is, is that the Holy Spirit reminds us. It helps us to learn, it helps us to grow. It continually reminds us of what God is doing in our hearts and our lives and brings back scripture to us so we know it. As a scripture I read last week, John chapter 14, verse 26, it says this, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit from the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have ever said to you. Think about that, that Jesus is saying, this Holy Spirit's coming, and he's going to speak to you, and he's going to remind you the things I've already told you. So when you're down and out, when you're discouraged, the Holy Spirit's going to be there with you to encourage you. Now, our job is to continue to look to God. Our job is to continue to look 
to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, give me strength or speak to me now. Seek him. You know, as James talks about, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to us. But thankfully, the Holy Spirit is there to remind us, remind us of where we are. And I go back to teaching that a lot of teachers do such a great job of just helping their students remember the purpose or the plan or, or the concept. They go through it again to kind of share that concept, to make sure their students know it and understand it. Not just to pass the test, but they know it. They know it that they can succeed and have, have good years ahead knowing that subject. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 through 20, it says this, but when they arrested you, arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Again, this is a great thing, knowing that I'm not going to be in a situation where I'm left alone by God. If God has me in a situation where I can speak for him, he is not going to just leave me alone and just say, okay, I'm going to see how well you do. He's going to be right there. I don't know how many of you had teachers in the past that actually would just kind of want to see you fail. That felt that way, didn't it? There was times that you felt like a teacher was just going to like, okay, we're just going to see if you know your stuff or not and, and not really help you out. And then there's teachers that just go overboard and trying to help you know the information. They're creative. They're caring. They're, they're patient. They're, they're trying to explore new ways to get it across to you. The same thing is true with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is here to help us, help us grow, help us to know what to say and when to say it. Take all the knowledge that we've had in the past and, and it's really the Holy Spirit speaking through us. In other words, it isn't us standing up in front of the whole school and, and giving a report. It's us with our teacher, the Holy Spirit, right there with us speaking on our behalf. In other words, he's supplying what we need to say. And that is just an amazing thing that, that I don't have to be the only one talking here. That, that even right now in this midst, when I allow God to take control, he's the one that's speaking, not me. He's speaking through his Holy Spirit. I'm just a mouthpiece. And so when you're doing things for God and, and you're out there and maybe you feel like you're out on a limb and you're like, why am I even up here? Why am I even doing this? This seems crazy. Why? You know it's God. You know, it's the Holy Spirit working in your life and, and doing this amazing thing to help you reach other people for Christ. The other thing that the Holy Spirit does is it teaches us. And not only does it teach us new lessons and not only does it remind us, not only does it do those things, it also shows us discernment. It gives us a way to be able to discern and have discernment. John chapter 16, verse 13, it says this, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into the place of all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Wow, it's just amazing to me to think about this, that the Holy Spirit is truth. It's truth. In other words, there's no reason why you shouldn't trust the Holy Spirit. You really should allow the Holy Spirit to do its job in your life. 
because it's truth. And how do we how do we receive that discernment? It's because we know and we can hold on to the fact that the Holy Spirit is truth. When it speaks to us, we know what we need to do. We know what we need to, to go by. And we need to get rid of all the other voices that aren't speaking truth in our life. It confirms that the fact that, that it's not just him that's talking to us, it's God. This is part of the Trinity where we know that the Trinity is. And as Shelley reminded me the other day that a friend of ours, Joe Tennant, would explain the Holy Spirit and, and God and, and Jesus like this, that it's one God. But it's like me as a dad. I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm also a husband, but I'm also a pastor. So I have these different personalities that I am. I mean, I'm different with my kids as a dad than I am a pastor here at Porterfield. And I'm a, probably a, a different person as a husband in some ways in that aspect than I am a pastor or a father. Well, the Holy Spirit is part of that. He's with God. He is God. He, he is. And again, as we go through this series, a lot of times we don't give the Holy Spirit uh, enough credit because he is a part of our life. And he's not speaking on just his own. And that's what this scripture really refers to as Jesus is sharing this. He's saying that the Holy Spirit is with us. He's a part of it. He's a part of the plan. Trust him. He speaks truth. You'll have discernment. You'll be able to know what you need to do. And that discernment can come from the Holy Spirit to teach us, okay, stay away from this or, or go this direction or, or, hey, you need to hang in there. He'll be the one leading you. And even in times where it may be like it seems dark or, or maybe there's a time of wait or maybe there's a scary moment in your life, he's the one that reassures us and says, hold on. Hold on to me. Hold on to God. Last part is this, and I'm going to take a little bit extra time with this because I think it's interesting, and I'm actually going to teach a math thing. So I may screw up a lot of people. I don't know. I may, I may, I may ruin everybody's day. Uh, I don't even know if my kids get it, but I want to talk about a teacher that really, really helped me, and then I want to talk about mysteries revealed uh, because a lot of times in life, there's a lot of things we don't understand, right? Like I don't understand even though I know about speakers, I still don't understand how a speaker works. To me, it's just magnet, and it's just got some electricity going through it. I still don't understand how all of these waves are created through that speaker. I just, you create a funnel, you, you, you put a, a magnet, and then you put some electricity to it, and, and it produces sound. I still don't quite get how that works. And that is the way a lot of things sometimes operate. But here's the thing I want to share with you is that um, I had a teacher in third grade that was just really cool. I was struggling with my math facts. Uh, I don't know if you ever had a problem with your, your, your math, you know, like you couldn't remember all those things. And a lot of times you just had to remember them. And I had a problem with memory and trying to remember all those things. And Mrs. Lawrence just took extra time to help me. And it was just really cool because she opened my mind to a mystery that was in my mind like I couldn't do it. I can't do that. That just seems impossible. Like, how do, I, how do I even begin to start remembering all these things? And she took the time to kind of help me to maybe take this approach. And it just started me on a path to where I could start learning all the other math factors, you know, the multiplication factors. I could start learning them all because I learned this one lesson. So the lesson is this. 
And you're like, what does this got to do with the Bible? But this is my experience. And I want to share it because I think that this kind of applies to what the Holy Spirit does. But bear with me. And if you don't get it, I apologize. I'm not Mrs. Lawrence. Maybe I could take some private time with you and try to explain it. But multiplying by nines is like this. Subtract one. So this is like a trick, okay? But this trick she was willing to go and help me with, and it really... It really encouraged me. Subtract one from the number being multiplied by nine, and it will be your first number in the sum. Then find the number that gives you to the sum of nine to finish your answer. So like this, nine times seven. So you take one away from seven, your first number is six, okay? Now you're like, I already know the answer, but kind kind of follow me, try to go back when you're in third grade, you don't really know the math, you know, the math factor, so you're trying to think about it, you're trying to multiply by nine. Well, it really made it really cool for me because when I continue on and we go to the next thing, it says nine times seven equals six, and then what does get you back to nine? So it's six plus whatever gets back to nine, and the answer, of course, is three. So the, the, the answer is nine times seven, equals 63. So six, you know, and three equal nine. So this just kind of opened my eyes. I was like, wow, I can do that? That seems kind of fun. Maybe I can do that. I can do it with them all? And you can. And it's really cool. I don't know if you ever taught this, but it is kind of a nice little trick. Now, I can't say I can teach my kids this because they're all, they're all messed up with Common Core anyhow. So they got to know the place and the value and all that stuff. And, you know, for me, this was really revolutionary for me. Like nine times two is 18. Because you take away one from the two, that's your first number, one. What gets you to nine? Eight. You got the, your answer, 18. Same thing with nine times three or nine times four. So you take away the one, like a nine times five, take away one, you get four, and then you got five gets you to nine. All the way up to 10. This helped me out so much. Now, again, and the reason why I'm sharing you with that today, I got to give the Holy Spirit credit. There's been many times I've opened my Bible up, and I'm like, I don't understand that. What, is, what does Jesus mean here? What's this parable about? What, what is God saying here? This doesn't even make sense. Why did Jesus have to walk, talk about stories anyhow, parables? Why can't you just be straight? <laughs> you know, just give it to me. You know, like we want the teachers, just, just give me the answer. <laughs> That's all I want. I don't know how you got there, just give me the answer. But it's finding the answer. It's growing in the answer that's the most important thing. It's, it's having this revel, revelation, this mystery that was seeming to be a mystery to us and we didn't understand it, it gives us new insight to be able to say, oh, I can do it. I can be able to accomplish that because now I understand. Just like for me in math class. And learning my nines led me to get confident in my fives. And learning my fives got me confident in learning all the others. That's where now I don't mind it. But it isn't it something that it takes somebody be willing to work with me situationally and say, I see you're struggling. I see you're not quite getting this. I'm gonna come alongside you and help you. I'm gonna coach you up. I'm gonna support you. I'm gonna give you some direction. Look at where I'm at and help me there. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. 
And so many times the Holy Spirit is revealing to us things that we don't understand, that we don't comprehend. Throughout the years of ministry, God has constantly used his spirit in my life to teach me about his principles, about his laws, about understanding the parables, understanding what their meaning is, what I need to learn from those things. And thankfully, we serve a God that created a living word. It's alive. It's not just some textbook that we can toss aside and say, oh, I got the concept and I'm done with it now. No, the Bible is living. It speaks to us in the journey of our lives and it helps reveal to us things every single day what we need to know. First Corinthians chapter two, it says this. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And I like that. Even the deep things of God. See, there's so many things that we don't know about. As I saw the rocket take off yesterday, and me and Shelly were watching that, it was really cool to see all the ingenuity and all the the wisdom that God has given mankind just to be able to touch, just to be able to go out in space and travel. And yet our God has many more mysteries to be revealed to us not just his word, but so many other things that we don't understand or don't quite perceive. And it's a mystery to us. For we know a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them. For who knows the person's thought except the spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Verse 12, what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of whom is God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. So what is this saying? This is saying that we don't just have a, just a common spirit, like a demon or anything like that, or, or just some partial thing. We have the spirit of God inside of us, inside of us. And so we should utilize, you know, not, should, maybe I shouldn't say utilize, but we should allow the Holy Spirit to do its job in our lives. We should allow him to do his work in us so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with the Spirit-taught words. So in other words, there's this revelation that God wants to do in our hearts and our lives that we can see him and that we can allow him to grow in our life, that we can see the presence of God. And when I look at creation, when we were out there on the field today, it's just amazing to see God's creation and everything that he made for us, and as me and Shelly and the kids took a walk yesterday, and, and uh, we were just noticing, it was just amazing to see the view that God has painted for us. Do you realize that God painted that? It's like Bob Ross, right? God just, you know, God is like the awesomest Bob Ross. He just, he just goes around and he just paints these beautiful pictures for us to just watch and look and see. That's how awesome God is. There's all these mysteries. There's all these things that God wants to say to his people. And it's, and it's allowing him to speak to our hearts that we can open up the word of God and he starts revealing things to us. He starts speaking to us and we start seeing God's heart. We start seeing God's purpose. We start seeing the plan that God has for us all, that God has a purpose and a plan for our lives and that God has something out there for you to do. And that you're a part of that. As we continue on that same chapter, verse 14, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolish and cannot understand them because they are 
they are discerned only through the Spirit. So what is this saying? There's going to be things that people out there in the world cannot understand. They will not understand why we would follow God the way we do. They would not understand why we would allow the Holy Spirit to rule over us in a way that we would let him have freedom in our life. It seems foolish to them. Why would you do that? Why would you, why would you do these things? It makes me think of another story as we recap some of these things. First, uh, uh, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. When you open your, up the Word of God, and as you study the Word of God, allow, say, God, help me to understand. Teach me something new today. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to be a good student. You know, and I want, to, I want to just compliment all of our teachers out there because you do such an amazing job and you get very little credit for it. I'm, I'm sure it's been hard for you. I know it's been hard for Shelly as a teacher's aide not being with her students and not seeing them. It's really hard, and this, this pandemic was really hard on you to figure out what are you gonna teach the kids or how are you gonna teach the kids in this, this new age where we're at? But you do such a tremendous job, and a lot of us parents kind of appreciate where, what we have in teachers, right? Because it's not an easy task. But we gotta allow the Holy Spirit to do its job. The Holy Spirit wants to teach you. He wants to remind you he also wants to help you navigate those things in life. A lot of the cool teachers I've had, it wasn't just about the assignment. It wasn't just about the thing that we were doing in that moment. Just like Mr. Baird, it wasn't, it wasn't just him in the classroom that I saw him. I got to see him in FCA, along with Mr. McCartney, who I didn't have. I wish I had, but I never had the chance to have him in class. But it was just neat to see them outside of outside of the classroom in a Christian setting to hear about their faith in Christ and how they love Jesus. See, great teachers take, take an onus to, to know that student and really develop that person. That's what I love about ministry. It's not about just you know, speaking in front of you today. Ministry is so much more than that. It's about developing people. It's about encouraging people to go on in their faith. And, and I can't think of a better instructor than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to be that for you. He wants to help you guide and direct you and navigate you in life. And, and then also the last thing is he wants to teach you about the mysteries. Just like I had a mystery, I didn't understand multiplying by nine. I, I, I couldn't fathom how I could get there. And then a teacher came alongside me and helped me to learn. There's been so many times, so many times where I've questioned things or I didn't understand something or, or, or other things that happened in my life kind of caused me to like, where is God or why, why is this happening to me, Lord? And then the Holy Spirit shows me and reveals to me the mysteries of what's ahead, of what God's doing, of how he's leading me or how he's guiding me. And, and the story I wanna share that kind of just capsulates, and we all know the story, but I think, about, I think about Stephen so much because you know, he's just talked about in two chapters of the Bible, Acts chapter six and Acts chapter seven. Every time he's mentioned, we see a statement that, that he was full of the Holy Spirit. From what I take, that Stephen was not afraid to allow the Holy Spirit to really have his life. He was willing to surrender his life and say, I want the Holy Spirit to be in me all the time. He was so recognized that, that he had the great opportunity to serve tables. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that amazing? That you know, the first assignment 
that he's given is that the, the disciples are saying, you know, we're too busy. We've got too many things going on. We really need to find some help. We need to find some people we can trust to take care of these people to feed meals and the things. And they picked Stephen as one of those people along with some others. But that's his first task is just to serve. And you know what? Stephen was glad to do that, I'm sure. Every time he's mentioned there, he's, it says he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, he gets this opportunity to speak for God. There's people that hate Jesus and hate Christians and religious leaders, and he's speaking in front of them. And, and as he's speaking, you know, you can just feel the heat come from them. They're just angry at him. They don't want to hear him. But he's eloquently saying a statement about who Jesus is, and he's kind of giving a history lesson of what happened in the past and what has happened now. From Moses all the way, well, even Abraham. He goes from Abraham all the way up to where Jesus has come and has died. And he calls them stiff-necked. He's not afraid to say where they were and where the, what was going on in life. But we see the presence of God in his life. And this is, this is the, kind of the end of the story here. In verse 55, it says, But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God, standing at, and, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I have seen heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Well, shortly after that, he's stoned and he's killed. Before he dies, his statement is, do not hold this sin against them. What a sign of compassion there too, that he loves them enough that he says, don't hold them responsible for my death. What amazes me is that God lets them see a glimpse that not everybody else got a saw. I haven't seen Jesus standing at the right hand of God. But it's confirmation that he is there. Jesus said he would be there. And then Stephen is the one that's able to see that. Stephen's able to see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. How'd that happen? Well, his Holy Spirit that was in him, you know, God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the personhood of God was with Stephen that day. And as he was filled with the Spirit, he was able to see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He was given a glimpse of what heaven was going to be like. He was being reassured that he was on the right track. In his conversation with everybody, the Holy Spirit was teaching him what to say. He was reminding him of past messages and past leaders that were leading the way for Jesus to come. And then he had discernment to say what he said, what they needed to hear. He wasn't afraid. He didn't back off. Today, as we think about the Holy Spirit being your teacher, I just want to encourage you and I want to challenge you to kind of, for me too, just to kind of allow the Spirit to teach us. As you read your word, as you study God's word, allow not just to hear the word of God spoken or read it and you read it out loud or you read it privately in your head and just hear those words, but allow, allow God to say, you know, say, say to the Holy Spirit, Lord, just speak to me. Lord, I want your spirit to speak to me today. Teach me. Remind me. Encourage me. If you have a need today, we're, we're so, so honored to be here. And it's, it's amazing to have the praise band back. They sounded so amazing and great. And as we look to the future, what God's leading us and how we come back, I want to I just want you to know that the Holy Spirit is there and he wants to help you and encourage you. 
He wants to be your teacher. He wants you to lead you in the right direction. So let's just have a moment of prayer and we'll dismiss and, and we're gonna have a song. Lord, I just thank you so much for allowing us to be here today. Thank you that even though we sometimes, like I, maybe don't get did everything right or, or things that sometimes we say or do is, is maybe not the right way, but I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for allowing it to work in, or him to work in my life. And I know he has. Lord, I thank you for not leaving me as an orphan, but you've sent me a guide, a teacher, a leader that I can look to. And I thank you for all the lessons I've learned in my life and all the things you've revealed to me. Lord, I'm, I'm so blessed. And Lord, help me to be like Stephen, where he was able to just release everything to you and allow you even before this moment in chapter seven, we see that, that he, you were with him even in chapter six, that he was allowing you to work in his life. He was not afraid to allow you to teach him, to, to lead him. And so I thank you for that. And I thank you for this, everything that you do for all of us. Continue to guide and direct us. In your wonderful name I pray, Jesus, amen.